Hi, I'm Will, and welcome to the World Class Podcast. In this end of year episode, we're getting to know two of our current students and hearing about their experiences with the University of London. Amy from the Student Experience Team is joined by Imogen, a postgraduate infectious diseases student from the UK, and Shazia, who's studying BA English from South Africa. Both Imogen and Shazia are student bloggers for the university, and you can read their work at www.london.ac.uk. Amy started the conversation by asking why they chose their respective courses and what made them choose the University of London. The first voice you'll hear is Imogen's. I really wanted to do psychology, so I'd, I'd chosen to do science at, at college. Um, and my whole vision was like, oh yeah, be a, be a psychologist or a psychiatrist. And then we did one module, which was um, disease and infection study. And I just thought it was so interesting how like, like a, a, a multiple different factors can influence someone getting malaria and just from living in a certain country you are more prone to getting um like to contracting diseases um and during my undergrad they'd arranged a visit to public health england's center in collindale um for like a day trip and we went there and we did a little exercise on like what what the like the first port of call is if an infectious disease is brought into the country like at an airport so we went through like a a team like scenario of like whose job it was to like clean up like infectious waste and quarantine people and doing like looking at plane manifestos and I just thought it was so interesting and from then I was like crisis control really like makes me like it gets me all excited and I'm like oh yeah we can come up with a plan and like come up with protocols and it just seemed really interesting and I saw that University of London did a distance learning course with London School for the same course for infect for Masters in Infectious Diseases so I was like I'm gonna go for it I'd spent a year actually no it was Bit, bit, bit more than a year studying online because of COVID and not being able to go into university. Um, so I thought I was relatively well equipped at studying online. Um, and also they offer a blended learning um, like scheme in your second year. So I was like, actually, I think this is a this is a good option for me. And it's relatively flexible. I really struggled um, going into uni full time. So I was like, this is a good option for me so I thought I'll apply see if they accept me and as soon as I kind of got my acceptance I was like actually yeah this is this is what I want to do. I chose to study English because it opens up a world of inspiration and creativity which also allows me to develop certain skills that are essential for today's global environment and another reason I studied English is because I love literature and it helped me see a new perspective of the world through stories poems, novels, and plays. I chose the University of London because of its recognition, stability, support from the tutors, and the wide variety of resources that they had provided me when I chose the course. So my favorite would have to definitely be the Odyssey by Homer. While studying this poem, I learned a lot about Greek mythology, which was absolutely interesting, and it definitely influenced me to continue reading and studying other Greek literature. Most definitely, flexibility was one of the main reasons I chose to do um, University of London, just because I do currently also work full time apart from my studies. So it gave me the time to study and work 
as well as be with family and friends. Both Imogen and Shazia study independently by distance learning. I asked them what the experience has been like so far and how they approach their studies. It's amazing to study remotely. It gives me the freedom to study from my hometown and I'm able to be with my family and friends while still studying from a well-recognized university. So it's actually quite nice. It's interesting. I didn't really consider how much self-motivation it would require. So it's been a big test on like how much I can motivate myself to study. Um, and obviously a master's degree, I didn't really, everyone says, oh, you know, going to university, it's a big step up from A-levels, but going to a master's degree is an even bigger step up. And I didn't really realise how much that I'd kind of brushed in my undergrad, but not really fully studied and fully understood. Um, so it's been kind of a bit of a, a test on like my self-patience and my motivation and all that. But I really appreciate the flexibility. Um, so one thing I struggled with with my undergrad is I, I have severe anxiety. So I was, there were days where I wouldn't go into uni because I was just having a really bad day. Um, and then you just miss loads of stuff. Whereas now, if I'm having a bad day, I can be like, actually, I am not in the mind frame to study and I can wait. So to have that sort of flexibility of being like, if I want to study at 1am, and do all of my work at 1am that's absolutely fine I don't have to worry about like like oh I have to be at uni nine to three I can't I can't do anything else during that time so I really appreciate like the the nice balance that you can maintain. So when it comes to studying English um, for me I definitely well I, uh, let me not say I don't take it as it comes because I do have a schedule but I try to keep it because I you know when I'm studying English, I don't know like when I'm going to finish the book exactly um, or when I'm going to be able to review the questions about the book or um, finish the book and be able to summarize some of it. So what I do is I always just set like um, goals and like make sure that there's a schedule so I give myself enough time to finish the book and be able to do this. So I set like little goals and little, um, let me say, deadlines to achieve these um, to achieve these goals and to plan effectively and when it comes to um, closer to exam time I try to put in a like a weekly schedule of how I'm going to study it like about a month or two months before the exam just because I know then I'll be totally done with the books I had to learn and um, the resources I had to go through and I'm now just being able to summarize and just revise all the work over and over again before the exam. When when I did high school, I did two years of my high school, the end of my high school um, career. I did um, I did it online with homeschooling, so it was kind of distance learning already. So it was it wasn't hard for me to adapt to university. Um, I mean, the workload was definitely a lot more than when I was in high school. But like I said, I just took it one step at a time, and and I managed to adapt easily. If you're not planning, then you kind of just you don't know if you're going to be on track behind you don't want to get to like the month before exam season and you're only 50% through a module so for me planning is really important um I'm also I plan a lot of things that's the way I manage to like I manage my anxiety is through planning so for me being able to plan like study sessions like what sessions I'm going to be doing over a week really helps me because then I can kind of I can keep track and I don't have to worry so much about 
falling behind, which is something that I did manage to do in my undergraduate degree was I managed to fall behind on one of my modules in the panic of trying to catch up before exam season. I don't want to go through that again and I wouldn't recommend. So I think it's really important to kind of one understand like how you study so is there a like do you need a specific setting so I study best when I'm not at home so if I'm in a library or something um and I study best between 11 a.m and like 4 p.m like I'm not a morning person do not wake me up at 6 a.m and when it gets to the evening I just want to chill out so it's kind of important to plan like how you how you study where you study what things you need so my unconventional desk essentials blog i thought was really interesting to write because i kind of was thinking of all the things that actually like i usually will get up and go and grab and a few months ago i just set like this little pot on my desk of all my little essentials so like i have polos and hand sanitizer and i have an electric lighter for my candles and it's like these are things that i would get up and search for and then procrastinate searching for and then just never end up studying so it's all these things like do you need a specific textbook and all that sort of stuff so it's so important to kind of even if it is just mentally just planning out what you need what you've got to do how's best to start and then you don't have to worry so much about like falling behind or getting really distracted because you don't have like snacks nearby um, so yeah, I think it is like the most essential part of distance learning. Studying by distance learning is often a completely new experience. What advice can our current students offer to those just starting out? I think um, some of my top tips would definitely to be um, to plan your schedule, to plan um, to plan how you're going to study in a, and definitely a study schedule is important and to discover your own learning style and how you like to learn and how you like to study and also to pick a place and a time um, a place definitely can um, affect how you study like it should be quiet and you should have always like water nearby and all those things should be like within working distance of your study table I would say and also just to take breaks and always to review and revise um, and to not be afraid to ask for help because sometimes you can um by asking for help it can really help to you um can really help you and help you understand and motivate you to continue studying which is quite nice my advice would be to focus and to do the course in your own time to not just let anything or anyone negatively impact your decision to study and to just take it one step at a time because sometimes it can be difficult but persistence and practice at the end of the day is what matters most get involved in as much as you can um and this was not just for this is not just for you know this is for every student and i kind of lived by this when i first started like physical university like my undergrad um it can be incredibly lonely as a student and especially distance learners so especially like with the university try and get as involved as much as you can join the groups keep up to date with like social media and all that but just try and sort of put yourself out there a little bit more and i know it's difficult if you have a full-time job but even even just like following them on instagram makes a difference because it makes you feel more connected um and outside of university join things um one thing that i was really worried about going from in-person university to online was 
I'm not going to have this face-to-face interaction and I'm a very social person. Um, so I was really worried about, oh Lord, like I'm not going to have any, I'm not going to have any social interaction for months. Um, so I've sort of, I've always, volu- for years I've been volunteering with various charities, but I've sort of upped the amount of volunteering I've been doing. Um, I've started taking up a few more hobbies. So I've started doing like quilting and stuff like that. Um, I go out a bit more like my partner works in London. So I've started going into London to like meet him for dinner just to get outside the house. So I think it's important to kind of as much as studying is important, having a bit more like socialization, I think is key because otherwise your mental health will will decline quite quickly if you're just sat at home, not talking to anyone, studying all day. Uh, I think it's important to engage in the student community because it provides a great support and motivation for other students, knowing that there is also other people who are as focused and as dedicated and as involved in the community um, and in the university. So it's definitely a motivation for others. Um, but it's also, it gives people extracurricular activities, which means like, um, they're able to besides think only about studying but also about the community that they're involved in about that that there are many other students before and after them at the university of london so it definitely gives them a different kind of um support channel and and community and um and a whole different network. When I was in my undergrad, I was a student representative. So I was in charge of 4,000 students. Um, And one of the things that was constantly brought up in meetings with like heads of school and senior staff was how do we engage distance distance learners? And it was really interesting because obviously we were not a university dedicated to distance learning. So it was kind of, you either had the students that were really engaged or not engaged at all. So coming into this, I was suddenly like, oh, my God, I am the distance learner. Like I I didn't expect myself to be on this side of the conversation. Um, But I really understand now why students didn't engage. Like it can be really difficult to be juggling all of this stuff and yet have the university go, well, you need to do this survey. Well, you need to attend this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And it just would become so overwhelming and I wish I knew this two years ago when I was having these meetings about how we engage the student community um but I think it is important for mental health and well-being to actually engage even if you are only engaging five percent or if you're engaging 90 percent and you're going to pretty much everything like it is still really important for you to have that sort of connection of we're all we're all under one, we're all under the umbrella of University of London, like we're all these, the the students of University of London. So it's important for that like sense of belonging. Key to a positive traditional student experience is the friendships that are formed. But is this still possible when studying at a distance? Studying English is not only about reading and understanding the author's perspective, but also about um, understanding other students' perspective um, on the literature and the courses that I studied. And I've definitely made a few friends from my course who have impacted my study life. and students from all over the world. So it's, it's, it's really incredible to see that there are so many people out there in other countries that are doing the same thing you are, that you're studying the same things just in different parts and in different ways and even in different cultures. Yeah, so we had London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine had distance learners Facebook group. So someone commented about 
if anyone's in the infectious diseases course loads of people commented on that so someone made a whatsapp group and then we've kind of mentioned it in our like drop live drop-in sessions for the people who don't have facebook and we created a microsoft teams like channel so that we could do video calls with people who were on our course which was quite nice we've kind of we've said different times because obviously people are studying from all over the world so it's been nice because like we've had some calls where it's like a lot of people in america and it's quite late at night in the uk we've had some with people we've got quite a lot of students from india on our course so it kind of is nice because it brings a lot of people together from from all over the world but that has definitely helped and that was quite easy to set up as well Studying independently can be demanding, especially when our students have work and family commitments. I asked Shazia and Imogen what they do to unwind. Um, so usually people would say reading is their hobby, but since I study while I'm reading, um, I think some of my hobbies would just be to hang out with my sisters, because um, I have two sisters and I have a little brother. So it's nice to hang out with family and just be, just be together. And, and I love cooking. So that's definitely another one of my hobbies um, and baking. I absolutely love baking. It's varied. Um, I like, I say I like gaming. I love playing Sims. I've spent an awful lot of hours and money on Sims. Um, I also, I like, I love listening to music. Um, I thankfully have, I have two dogs. So a lot of my downtime goes on annoying them. Um, uh, yeah, that very like I've started doing quilting, which was something I needed a creative outlet. So I was like, I wanted to start doing something that was quite hands on. And I used to love sewing when I was younger. So I started doing quilting. Um, I also love shopping, which is not the greatest habit, but I just really enjoy going out and going shopping and just browsing. And I can meet a friend for a coffee, which is what I'm doing this afternoon. It's my my day off. So I thought, OK, let's finish some Christmas shopping and, you know, meet up and have a bit of like a, a coffee and a natter. Um, but, yeah, there's I've had various hobbies over the years. I used to love horse riding and I did ice skating for years. And when I was at university, I ran a couple of societies, which a hobby but not a hobby because it felt like a job some of the time but yeah just there's loads of different even small things like just sitting down and reading I really appreciate on the days where I'm like I, I feel like a bit overwhelmed unfortunately I have not been able to travel because um, not only like I said I study um, and work so it's kind of hard to get time to take off and go and travel um, and South Africa still has major restrictions on travel due to the pandemic but at the top of my list it would definitely have to be Turkey with its captivating culture and incredible history and not to mention the food it just looks divine so that would definitely be at the top of my list um, and I can't wait to go Finally, I asked Shazia and Imogen what their favourite aspects of studying with the University of London are and what their plans are once they graduate. I think that my favourite thing about being a University of London student would definitely have to be the fact that it is distance learning and that there is a lot of freedom when it comes to studying um, and that I can move at my own pace and take exams when I'm ready to without having to feel pressure and anxiety. Um, it would also be the fact that I'm studying in what is South Africa, which is a third world country at such a unique, um, well-recognized university as the University of London. So that's definitely one of the main things I like about it. Um, and also just that I, I'm able to 
make friends, like I said, with a lot of people from different countries and hear about new cultures and um, hear about new experiences and perspectives. So it's really great. This is an interesting one because there's more than one thing. Um, I'm, I'm very indecisive. So for me, picking one thing is just that doesn't happen. Uh, one of my favorite things um, oh, it's definitely the flexibility. And I've said this a couple of times, but I just really appreciate being able to just study at my own pace. Um, and, you know, especially I don't want to have to be when I was in my undergrad, I was panicking about like, oh, I've got to book to go on holiday before September because, you know, school's going to start again. And now I'm like, if I want to go away for a night, I don't have to worry about getting back in time for lectures. Um, so flexibility, definitely. But also just the opportunities that that UOL provide, um, like blogs. My undergrad didn't provide anything like this. Like we did, I did a social media takeover because um, I was like student ambassador for like open days and that. But like if they would have asked me if I wanted to do a blog, I would have been straight in. Like I absolutely love this sort of stuff, but we weren't provided that kind of opportunity. Um, so just the opportunity of doing that and then doing this podcast, like these are things that you know, have always kind of been on my mind of, I would love to do something like that, but just the the opportunities never arisen for me. Um, so just, yeah, so one of the things, flexibility, and the other one would be just the amount of sort of effort for engagement, like all of these sort of cool little things that you can get involved in. I really, I really appreciate. My goals after graduation would definitely to be, um, would be able to take up a teaching role at a school. Um, I'm passionate about teaching just because I have younger siblings. So that's where my love for teaching comes from. So I'm definitely um, interested in pursuing that. I would love to get a PhD. Um, one, to be called doctor. Two, to one up my dad because he's only got a master's degree um, and we're both in science. So I just think it'd be funny for me to just have the third picture on the wall. Um, but also obviously the opportunity that a PhD provides. And I'm really uh, passionate in like tuberculosis. I would love to be able to do my PhD in tuberculosis in um, sort of less economically developed countries. Um, but I reckon I'm probably going to have to get a job to be able to do that. I don't believe I'll be able to fund a PhD myself. So I think the next step after this would be applying for like research assistant jobs and then hoping that someone will fund my PhD for me. But that's that's the goal. Thanks for listening. This podcast was produced by the University of London Student Experience Team. Thank you to Imogen and Shazia for their invaluable input and to Amy for conducting the interviews. We wish you all the very best for Christmas and the new year.